0: Welcome to the Power Kid Podcast, the premier and longest-running podcast focused on the modern toy and entertainment industry. Power Kid is an award-winning design and development firm, and we are a proud member of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. Adventure Media is the publisher of your favorite industry publications, including the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. I am your host, Phil Albritton, and I bring you great conversations with talented people making amazing products for kids. Toys, books, games, TV, movies, I bring them to you here every episode. Welcome aboard. Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every week, it is my honor and privilege to come here and bring you these great conversations with great people, making great things for kids. I have a very special guest for you this week, Ahmet Zappa. Let me introduce you to Ahmad. He is an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, film and television screenwriter, director, producer, musician, toy and game inventor, and a radio talk show host. Under his leadership, his company Monster Foot Productions has developed and produced the Disney feature film, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and created the Star Darlings franchise for the Disney Channel. They have now acquired the rights to develop and create new shows and media based on the classic brand Weirdos that started life as a model kit in
1: the 1960s. Ahmed, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to this because anytime I can chat about weirdos or toys and and I say this lovingly, you know, totally geek out uh, in in the toy world. Uh, it's it's you know, it's one of my favorite things to, to talk about. Normally I would do it with a cocktail on my hand, but this feels (laughs) like uh, it's too early, you know, uh, for when we're recording this now to, to, to have a sip of something, but uh, you know,
0: It's, it's obvious in the work that you do, Amit, that, that you do gravitate to, to toys and games and kids play and, and children and entertaining kids, I think you have a love for children is what I think. I, I hear you talk about your kids, talk about being a dad, and I'm really excited to dive into all of that and unpack it and, and find out exactly what makes Amit Zappa tick. It's going to be a ton of fun. But let's start with the question that I always start with. How did you get involved in the toy and game industry?
1: Uh, I, wow. Uh, where to begin? Um, I've, I've just been a... I've always liked toys. I mean, obviously it starts when you're, when, when you're a kid and, and I was fortunate enough to have this, this really kind of great relationship with this mom and pop toy store that doesn't exist anymore. It's called Buddy Brown's toys in studio city, California, uh, which wasn't too far away from um, uh, where, where, you know, where I grew up and I the second I realized you could call the toy store and I knew all the people that work there, I was the kid that would walk down the toy aisle and look at the back of the toys and see everything else that wasn't on the shelves and was like, okay, you need to call me if this toy comes in. And then I would be strategizing with how I could convince my parents to a drive me down the hill. (laughs) But then, but then, you know, uh, convince them that I behaved, I guess, uh, w- you know, well enough to, to, you know, Jedi mind trick them into buying me like, you know, the evil Knievel stunt cycle or, of course, you know, of course. Or, or a next, you know, like the, I, I loved all the Corgi uh, superhero cars that they had. Um, you know, I, I was born in 74. So I, 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 I guess I was at the tail end of uh, all the Mego action figure, uh, you know, like my brother had some of them, but th- those, that really has been a lifelong obsession. You know, the kiss dolls, the, uh, you know, I don't know how many Spider-Man or incredible Hulk action figures that I destroyed. You know, I don't know how many times <laughs> I took a Spider-Man action figure and dipped it into silver paint so I could make my very own silver surfer, you know? Uh, but yeah. I was never, I was never a model kit builder. I, I, I don't have a steady enough hand to, you know, paint, I- you know, in the lines and uh, but I would always marvel at the people that could and, and really not, not too far down the street from, from Buddy Brown's. And this, this place, I think hopefully still exists. I don't know because of COVID, but uh, Kit Craft was the, the kit store and that was always, you know, my two favorite places to go as a kid. Uh, one, because there was a lot of uh, model builders that worked at Craft and they would display all the models that, um, you know, they had made. So it was, it was this, you know, magical place that kind of sold anything you ever needed to, to, to make any kind of kit, you know, craft. Uh, uh, along with great coloring books and pen sets and, you know, every, you know everything you ever needed uh, to be creative. So um, my mother was going there for many reasons because, you know, I, I'm one of three kids. So there was, a, there is more often than not a reason to go to KidCraft, less at, at Buddy Brown's because, you know, she knew that I was going <laughs> to ask for everything under the sun. <laughs> uh, but, but really, that was, uh, you know, the, the, my main entertainment because as a family, we were, we were all pretty much homebodies and I knew that uh, where, you know, again, where we lived, it was the top of this hill. So the second you dipped down uh, onto the, you know, the main street, which was Ventura Boulevard, um, if you were going into the valley, uh, you know, it, it was just right there. And, and I mean, I, I spent so much time going to these places. I really mourned when Buddy Brown's closed. That was, you know, horrible for me. Um, Just because I I like mom and pop stores anyways. But I I was always a a kid that that played with the toys, um, spent so much time with my basically by myself really uh, playing. Uh, I love my action figures. Uh, I was a big Lego Lego kid, too.
0: When it sounds like you were an early action figure customizer, you talk about dipping action figures in silver paint, making silver surfers. So maybe not model kits, but definitely a creativity there to sort of build out the world and expand on the toys you had.
1: And and I feel lucky in this sense. My, you know, my dad was a musician. So when he would tour uh, and if, if, of course, when you're, when you're a little kid um, you know, or at least in my circumstance, when, when I'd have my, my dad on the phone, I'm like, well, you bring me back a toy from Japan or from Germany or <laughs> wherever, wherever right. he was. Right. Because, because the promise of that uh, was that I was going to see something different than what was on the shelves. And it and it was that way. It, yeah. You know, that yeah. in the early eighties, there was very few um, uh, toys coming to, to at least to, in, in my knowledge base, or my experience, there was very few toys coming to the U.S. from Japan. You know, the first things that uh, obviously that I was exposed to um, were, I guess, Gobots and Transformers. However, they were right. rebranded for here. Right.
0: And, and prior to that, you had Shogun Warriors; those those type of things. Do you remember your dad bringing home something from his travels, and and that was the thing? Like, oh yeah, you just that that really sticks in your memory as a as a great product, a great toy.
1: Yeah. I, by the way, I'm such a Googler of, of trying to track down toys. This is, this is the sickness that I have. I remember all the toys that I never got. And anytime I made enough money, I would, I would track and, track them down and buy them. Right. 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 And, and that that's like a You know, that's the super nerdy toy collector part of me um, that still is is a big part of my life. So when you mentioned the Shogun Warriors, all the die cast, anything die cast, I go crazy for. Right. And and um, so, yeah, my dad brought uh, a bunch of cool toys, uh, you you know, from his travels. and And one thing that I still can't find and the way that I remember it, maybe maybe you'll know what it is, but they made a Mach 5. There was a die cast. Speed Racer Mach 5, uh, um, you know, like car, car toys that they, they were about the size of like a Corgi, um, you know, what, what is that? The three-fourth scale? I'm, I'm, I should know this, but I don't. But, um, uh, you know, the size of their like spider-man mobiles whatever whatever that size is i'm i'm blanking on my yeah um, yeah was
0: was this the uh you know it, it was a little little larger than a one, maybe, maybe about five inches long yeah, is that yeah. that's about the scale yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah and but it had all of these swappable engines that can snap in and out and you could you could swap uh on and off the wheels you know that would that would allow you to have different weaponry and and what have you to Bring to life the the gadgetry that that existed in the Speed Racer show, so uh, I I have yet to find that or the Racer X car and and then the um, the villain cars from the series, but that customization where you could pop out the engine and then there would be like missiles in a in a different version and the way that all slotted together and stuck together and still allowed it to roll there was some great ingenuity in in those designs and i have for the life of me i do not know where uh you know that that toy went um but i, I haven't been able to find it online i search for it with regularity i just don't know hmm. how to, how to you know when you type in speed racer Mach 5 you just get so much um, yeah. <laughs> so much of it but do you, do you know what I'm talking about does that ring a bell to you
0: that's, that's I, I don't know that it sounds like an early version of sort of like Jason the road warriors Warriors, absolutely Jason yeah. the wheel warriors that's it hey, we can snap things in and out you know the engineering of toys in that day when they Began coming from Japan. You look at some of the early Transformers; it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's crazy good. The the, the beauty. I the love that we can of, be on a show of, right now, of,
1: where where you and I can actually have a conversation about Jason the Wheeled Warriors. I love it's that. perfect. <laughs> you know, uh, and and the the show opener, the animation for that show was really good. In, in you know, uh, what was that Deek that did that? If, if Memory Surge or, or early Nelvana, maybe. But but I love that show. The theme song was so metal.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Well, hey, it may be open. You might want to uh, to, to look at uh, getting the rights for that one <laughs> as well. Bring that bring that baby back.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know that anyone would really be into it, but uh, you know, it, it definitely that that hits a sweet spot for me. Some of the, some of the shows that are just that, that like here's here's something I would love to do actually. On while we're on that that topic, do you remember the the cartoon cartoon Turbo Teen,
0: oh yeah, that was creepy, right? Yeah, that to, to me a
1: would be a hysterical <laughs> comedy, um, uh, in my opinion. You know, imagine from from the the, the people behind Super Bad, right? You would want to see them approach? You know, Michael Sarah as Turbo Teen. Turbo I teen. want to see that.
0: You know, I'm, I'm, a- I dig it. Could also be rebranded as a horror movie uh, if you wanted to
1: go that direction. But yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, but it's, I'm, I've been blathering.
0: Um, no, so I'm, I, I'm seeing now why Weirdos was such an, an attraction for you. Um, you. You gravitate to this stuff. You know this stuff. So when you saw Weirdos and you had the opportunity to begin to build on top of that franchise, this is something you jumped at.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I saw Weirdos. I saw the artwork at Kitcraft. You know, Bill mm-hmm. Campbell's artwork, um, Rat Fink. You know, that as a as a property really led me into loving Weirdos and and, um, and you know anything with monsters and cars. I love so. Yes. Yeah. I, I got to say, if it wasn't for my my good friend Michael Goodman, um, who kind of put Weirdos on my on on my radar, I I just. I jumped at the I jumped at the chance because because you know I'm, I'm I've gone through phases of things that I would collect you know I was um, uh, a big horror movie poster collector guy and whenever I would go to the conventions I was you know you would you would see a lot of um, Bill Campbell's artwork and I think that Bill Campbell he's in, he's influenced so many uh, illustrators I mean I don't think that we would have like the band, uh, the Gorillas, without Bill Campbell being a total influence, uh, I think on on you know whoever you know is is secretly behind what the Gorillas do. Um, uh, is it Banksy? Are, are the Gorillas also really Banksy? Hmm. <laughs> very uh, well. Very yeah. well.
0: Could be. And and once somebody buys the gorillas, they will uh, burst into flames and will be
1: no more. And that's the way that work. And so So. it'll be worth it. But (laughs) but yeah, I I at a very early age, saw a lot of, um, uh, Bill's work, but then my, my, my father was a big appreciator of animation. He he made this amazing stop motion uh, film by this, this fantastic creative genius who, who, um, unfortunately Passed uh, not not that long ago, but for for those of you who are interested, you can find on your friends the you can ask your friend the internet to show you some of the, the videos of the amazing Mister Bickford, um, and you know make sure you get your parents' permission if you're you know uh, under a certain age. But uh, there, it's it's incredible. It's some of the best claymation animation, um, and. You know like hot rod cars my dad always had this big you know flamed out i think it's like a cadillac or, or something i you know i don't know it's this big giant car illustration it was hanging in his studio and on his wall in the 60s and kind of followed him wherever it went and in my office it's massive it's like this 12 foot by 10 foot giant illustration of a of a hot rodded out car with flames so it's, it's been in my consciousness, you know, the the, the weirdos brand, there's, you know, I was never going to let that pass up. And I'm so grateful I have the opportunity uh, to reintroduce it to, yeah, to, the, yeah. to the world and, and try to really honor this art and style. Uh, you know, his, his, his artwork is iconic. So, you know, don't, don't mess mm-hmm. with something uh, if it ain't already, if it ain't broke, if that's the case, yeah. you know? Yep, yep, Keep it true to form. Exactly. Uh, so
0: for listeners that may not be familiar with Weirdos, Weirdos was a model kit line that was released by Hawk Models in 1963. Uh, Hawk Toys, interestingly, was one of the first American companies to produce injection molded styrene and begin that in, in their model kits. Uh, Bill Campbell brings these crazy illustrations up. Uh, the owners of the company at the time, eh, you know, oh, it's neat. Bill, thanks for bringing it in, which is usually the death knell for some something like that. But they have some people come into the factory and do a tour. And those people began to just rave about Bill's artwork. And so immediately it was fast tracked uh, into Toy Fair in 1963. After, you know, people kind of stood back and, and thought, what in the world is this? This is completely different. Then the sales started pouring in and it was a massive hit. And, and Weirdos became a brand. Uh, it became books and, and television and music of all things, and, and I'm interested Umet, in your experience with this and your vision for this, because Weirdos had this massive brand in the night in, in in the 60s, and was re released several times. Testers bought Hulk models uh, in the 70s and re released them. Weirdos is so tied in my mind, to the 1960s, to that retro vibe, yeah. the, the music, the hot rods, that, that kind of style that Bill Campbell came up with. Are you going to stay true to that? Do you think it's time to innovate on that? Uh, are there new technologies in animation and storytelling that maybe you will leverage towards relaunching Weirdos? What, what's your vision?
1: Well, I, I'm inspired by by the artwork and the aesthetic and as much as we can bring that to life in a, uh, you know, through CG animation, right? Right, right. Uh, I mean, I, I can see a version of this that's that's that stays, you know, 2D. Um, and and they tried to do a relaunch, uh, of the of the, of the property in, in 2006. That I don't think you know, you know, everything takes takes a village, and I'm lots of people worked on it, and I'm sure there was ups and downs. But for me, the, the show that came out, the attempt in the, in the early two thousands, just, just didn't smell right. Look right. Didn't have the right feel. Um, I love the, I love the sixties aspect of it. I I think that there is something so subversive uh, about uh, Bill's work and, and why I relate to it is I think that all of these characters um they're kind of like underdog characters to me. You know, uh, I, f- I feel in the same way that the same reasons why I love, let's say the Munsters or um, the Adams family is I, I, I think I grew up feeling like I was a member of the Adams family or the Monsters. Like I, I felt like <laughs> like my, my, my world, my life was like that. Um, you, you know, but so that's really why I relate to, to weirdos emotionally um, is that I, I kind of, uh, I, I feel like it's about rooting for these underdogs that have passions that people can relate to. It's very much a, a racing culture, um, you know, toy line. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but uh, it's, it's this convergence of creepy and funny
0: yeah. and silly and a little bit off. Yeah, it's
1: uh, to but, me. But it all it, works. It's I love see, yeah. the absurdity and how subversive we can be with it. And uh, I think that you know we all need a little bit more of that in our lives. And and I look the the, the stuff emotionally. Like when you're telling a story, uh, I, I mean, this might not come through to to some folks when they look at the art. But I I it's very much a don't judge a book by its cover or you know, being beautiful on the inside for what your passions are. And I kind of view all of these characters as, as probably, you know, if, if let's say normal, the normies would would look at the weirdos as, as um, something to, to that they wouldn't understand that they would judge. And, you know, I think that's analogous to, People being racist or having judgments. Um, anyways, there's things in in that that I am looking forward to exploring. That's really about bringing people together around their passions, and and I, I, I look at the weirdos as this kind of interconnected family, um, uh, and ways to tell stories from each each one of the 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 you know there, there's there's characters that are clearly established uh, in you know and backgrounds. That that we will expand expand upon, uh, but there's this interconnected universe through. I think there's like the, the weirdo verse, right? Like he, there's there's other uh, brands that they that they launched, you know. So there's other directions that we can go uh, go into. But but right now with the you know with, with weirdos, I just love racing culture. I've always loved the demolition derby. I'm I like like monster truck rallies. I like. I'm. I'm a gearhead at heart too. So, uh, you know, this it, it it combines honest to goodness two things I love: monsters and monsters and machines.
0: It's kind of the perfect storm for you. Ahmed. Yeah, it and that kind of surrealism is, I think, a common thread through a lot of your work, your, your book, The Monstrous Memoirs of a Mighty McFearless, which was, uh, you know, brother and sister fighting evil monsters, the odd life of Timothy Green, which was this, you know, surreal and beautiful experience of a movie. Guys, if you haven't watched it, check that out. It's on Disney Plus right now. It's a fantastic movie. Um, but I love that uh, about the things that you produce, Amit. What is it about mixing kids' properties with that sort of surrealism that, that really speaks to you? It's got a rolled doll effect to it. Speak to that. Tell us about it.
1: Well, I, I appreciate the, the, those are some nice words. Um, and, you know, to be associated with someone who created Charlie and the Chocolate Factory – Stuart Little, you know, um, wow. Uh, but uh, I, look, for me, growing up, the I always wanted the monsters to win. I was that kid. You know? <laughs> I like to put myself in their shoes, and um, I don't. I don't know. I just really kind of relate to having a weird name. My, you know, my. Amit Imuka Rodan Zappa. I was named like, one of my middle names. I was literally named after the you know the Godzilla monster, Rodan. Right. Not sculptor. Right? The right? Like, I mean, it is so like, you know, call it like you see it, Dad. Right? Like that, I mean I'm into it. So um,
0: Rodan's the best. He, he, he was the flyer of the crew. Yeah. Now, forget yeah. Mothra. Forget Mothra. Rodan was the supersonic guy.
1: I I'm I literally someone I cried in the trailer for the you know all the Godzilla you know relaunches. Mm-hmm. I, I love all those movies. I truly truly love creatures. Uh, so so I'm I'm interested in in um, again that, their point of view. Like why why can't they win? Uh, I, I had these conversations with my dad when Swamp Thing came out. We would I was in, you know, in his bedroom, the TV's on. I was like, Dad, please take me to Swamp Thing, it's a monster that's the hero. And he <laughs> just laughed, he was like, Why, why, that's why you want to see it. I'm like, Yeah, of course, you know. So, th- I've always sought that, you know, those kinds of stories out. So, uh, anything supernatural, I'm just immediately drawn to. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think that. I don't know I, I, I and I love animation I get very emotional true truth I don't know what that is there's some sort of uh, I probably need to go see a therapist or a psychologist but uh, <laughs> you know I I can see the opening credits to any kind of animated movie which seems to be where they spend a little extra so it's 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 extra beautiful in the beginning you know a- and it just makes me weepy i I just can't get enough of it uh, even recently, Wolf Walkers uh, on Apple Plus. I was like, "Wow, what a what a beautiful animated and stylistic uh, accomplishment!" Um, but yeah, I, I like I like magical realism, surrealism. Um, I'm I'm always going to be developing something like that. I mean, you know, in the last couple of months, we I've I've set up like uh, I don't know five or six new animated projects that. Are, are very different from one another, uh, but have those kinds of elements. They're all kind of uh, either toy based or m- have magical realism in there. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to stop doing that. I feel like Fantastic. I was put on this earth to be for, first and foremost, a storyteller. And, and what I mean by that is I feel that if I'm developing a toy line there's, you, you know, it needs to be rooted in good storytelling and then it should be lucky enough to turn into some other form of media. I, I think it's my responsibility to make sure that there's, there's good thematic coherence ac- across all the touch points of any brand that I, that I get involved in. And, and how do we, um, you know, tell diverse stories? Um, how do we tell uh, emotional stories? But, but I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I like things a little, a little subversive and with a lot of absurdity in there. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got this whole universe now to explore with characters like Eddie and Digger and Davy yeah. and, and Daddy. And so what what should we expect then from this uh, this relaunch of Weirdos? You mentioned some CG. We are light years ahead in the CG department than we were in 2006. So we've yeah. got some opportunities
1: there. I, I mean, uh, even, even stylistically with what they're doing and, and we've been ex- experimenting, not necessarily on weirdos yet, but some of the, some of the other projects I have going on with the unreal engine uh, and, and the ways that you can rapidly and, and honestly more economically create these extraordinary worlds. Um, you know, that's, that's having the right person that can truly understand the Bill Campbell aesthetic is, is key. And, you know, to, the characters are funny you know if you look at the artwork you know they're 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 monstery but to me i i get a real kick out of the out of the humor that's baked into um you know into the design work and the attitude so if you for those of you who are curious or don't know enough about weirdos you know you can search for bill campbell's artwork and obviously if you search the brand but do yourself a favor uh there's some this you know, thank goodness for this individual. Uh, but he posted, uh, online, you can find the, the original music that was made for the weirdos and you'd be shocked if you keep doing a little digging, uh, on who those players are, Mm. those guys are some of the biggest musicians that played in all of these other hit, hit records, you know? So that's kind of fun when you, when you, you know, dive into just the, 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 um, the cool cats, that have played (laughs) in the, in the weirdo sandbox. That's
0: awesome! It's so funny you mentioned that, Ahmed, because guys, listen. After the show, I am going to lay down some of those tracks for you to hear the original Weirdos soundtrack. It's it's really phenomenal, and and you're right. There's some great music there. There's some great artists on it. Uh, Pearl Jam apparently re released one of the uh, one of the songs that was on that original record just recently. So, well, uh, very very cool well, stuff. Those
1: guys, you know, I don't know um, Eddie. Uh, but there was a moment in time, in, in like my kind of circle of friends, I I was I was close with Johnny Ramone, and he we would I would actually go to these horror conventions with him, and and uh, there'd be times to be at, at Johnny's house, and Kirk Hammett would be there, or Rob Zombie, and they were all big fans of weirdos. I think Kirk even just recently posted. Uh, I saw it and I thought it was awesome. Uh, he has one of the original Weirdos uh, masks. Uh, so, you know, the, like there's a bunch of us out there that feel the, the awesome power of Weirdos. A lot of musicians, you know, are, are into it, or, you know, like Eddie and Kirk and Rob and, and John yeah. who past. But, um, I smell a crossover. I smell a crossover. Let's get these musicians involved in weirdos and make you a never know. Maybe weirdos versions of Rogue Zombie. Reason. Come yeah. on, Come You on. never know. Maybe maybe I'm bringing it up for a reason. Who, who knows? <laughs> but, but but yeah, no, I, I mean I it's it's just again, for me, it's very beginning stages. I just uh, got the 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 rights and we're figuring a lot of this stuff out, but it's it's meaningful to me and meaningful to some of the people that I've just mentioned. And to a lot of other um, animation illustrator superstars, uh, and and the, and the response to you know we I, to me it's another day uh, uh, you know another day in the week right. But the fact that the story got picked up that we were that we were working on it, I can't tell you how many calls that we got, which was just great to hear. Um, you know, so many people have reached out to me, and and there's a lot of secret. Bill Campbell artwork that he, he expanded upon the world of, um, uh, you know, weirdos. So this is going to be a fun one to bring to life.
0: Good stuff. And it hits you right in your wheelhouse, muscle cars, monsters, and music. I don't know if it could be any more perfect or, or land in the, in more perfect hands. So we look forward to all the things coming out from you. Thank you for spending some time with us on the show today. This has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Uh, It's been, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it, but listen, man, w- w- let's do this again, but let's try to stump one another on on uh, who can remember and sing cartoon theme songs. And I'll even go so far as to get into uh, vintage um, toy commercials. I love that as well. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Dude, I'll leave, I, I'm gonna leave you with this one though, okay? Rough riders four by four, you can try to stop them. <laughs> you know, this, this, that one has stuck in my head since the first time I saw that commercial. Um, oh, for those of you out there, Google the Rough Rider uh, spots. Thanks so much. Man. Good talking to
0: you. you. You got it all, Matt. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. See ya Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid Podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and leave a good review on iTunes. This helps us find more great listeners just like you. Remember also to check out the other shows that are a part of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. This show is brought to you by the Power Kid Design and Development team. We are a full-service design and development studio serving the toy and game industry for over 20 years. Our partners, large and small, rely on us for invention, concept development, packaging, branding, prototyping, and much more. You can find me on my LinkedIn page. Check out the website at powerkiddesign.com or email me directly, phil at powerkiddesign.com. I am always happy to connect and help you develop your next great product. It's been an honor to spend this time with you today. Now go out and make something great and remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless and I'll see you next episode.
2: The way out dragster Who can't be beat. Digger the way out dragster Dragster. We know a guy with a real cool scene He runs the streets in his wild machine With a full race engine. around race after race he always shuts them down every night he's the king of the street he's the way out dragster who can't be beat digger the